Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hello everyone and welcome to The Bubbling Adventure, a podcast all about kids and how positive education and conscious parenting impacts their entire life as well as society. Each week we're having conversations with guests on different themes and our aim is to have open discussions, share different points of view and learn in a non-judgmental way. Today we are welcoming Abby Clark from the Miscarriage Information Support Service which is a registered charity providing support and advice for women and men who have suffered from a loss. You will find all their details in the description box. The best way to support this podcast is to subscribe if you haven't already and write a review if you're listening from Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram at The Bubbling Adventure for daily positive education content. But without further ado, let's begin. Papa, papa, en faisant cette chanson. Maman, papa, maman, papa. Hi, Abby, how are you? Hello, I'm good, thank you, Julia. How are you? Good, thank you. Thank you for, for joining today. Could you please introduce yourself? Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me um, on your podcast. Much appreciated. So my name is Abby Clark and I am founder of a charity uh, called MISS, which is short for Miscarriage Information Support Service. And we are based in Aberdeen, the northeast of Scotland. Nice. Great. So how long have you been doing that for? Yeah, so we started just under four years ago now, so in March 2017. Main reason being two years prior, uh, I had a miscarriage at seven weeks pregnant. Mm. And I really felt after my loss that there wasn't a lot of support available, if, to be fair, no support in the Northeast at all. And it was very, it was a very taboo subject. No one really wanted to speak about it. It was almost... Like it was almost like people were ashamed to talk about their loss and how they felt. 
And it wasn't until I started to speak to my family and friends after we'd had a loss and really explaining, you know, this is what had happened. Do you know anyone else that's gone through this? And it start, people started to really open out and say, yes, I've had a loss. Yes, I've had two, three losses. And that was some of my closest family and friends that had said this, which they'd never mentioned ever before. Mm. And it made me realize miscarriage is really a taboo subject. It really is. And I felt that especially in the northeast of Scotland, where there's no there was no current support for early pregnancy loss, that starting a group, starting a platform where members, i.e. anyone who receives support from ourselves, both male and female, could join the group and really receive support, advice, information, speak to other individuals who are going through similar and understand that they are not alone going through this and that there are so many other people in the community, you know, in Scotland, forever afield, which are going through similar as well. Mm, I understand. Yes. So what were you doing prior? Did you have a, a job and then did you decide to, to quit or what was your, your process? Yeah. So prior to that, I, I was working in oil and gas, which I think most people in Aberdeen and Northeast are. Um, yes. And, you know, it was fine. It, it, it did the job, you know, full time job. It was absolutely fine. And then I, I had my loss in 2015. And then shortly after, I was very lucky to fall pregnant with my rainbow baby, nice. as I call her, Robin, who is healthy and well at age four and a half now. And then a few months after that, I fell pregnant again with my second child, Mikey, who's now very well and healthy as well at the age of three. Amazing and very lucky to have them. So really appreciated and, you know, very, very thankful for them, of course. But it was really, it was during the first few months of when I had Robin. And I really felt that in this time, you know, I was going like a typical mum, you know, going for buggy walks, you know, walking, lots of walking about, forest walks, walking at the beach. And it really made me think back to the time of when I had my loss and really felt for others that were going through similar and they just had no support around them. Like I was very lucky and still am very lucky, of course, to have my husband Mm -hmm. and I've got my close friends and family who I'm very lucky again to have the support from them but some people just don't have that some people don't have a partner anymore some partners have left because of their loss they have done Mm -hmm. some family and friends don't react very well maybe just don't know what to say after a loss and that can really affect people after a loss it can do because they're already it's very raw they're very emotional and they just they're not really sure how they're feeling so if someone says the wrong comment or react very differently to what they would like it to be it it, it can really hurt them it really can do mm-hmm. and that's really when I've, I've decided after the first few months I'm going to reach out I'm, I'm going to start a support group in the local area and I'm going to see really what the reaction is from people is it something that people would want to attend because I felt that because miscarriage is a taboo subject I, did, I wasn't sure if I'm honest if people would actually want to come along to a support group would they feel strong enough and comfortable enough to go into a room where they didn't know anyone at all and talk about a real traumatic experience Mm. you know maybe one maybe two in their lifetime or maybe more perhaps but I started we started the groups that was in March 2017 that was a as an unincorporated association which is basically just a social or community enterprise really to see if members would want to come along and if they, you know, if, if they would want to receive the support from ourselves. And it was literally, it was about five, six weeks after I'd put the word out there, started to market it, you know, put the flyers out to the hospitals, medical centres. And there were so many women and men that were coming and getting in touch with me 
phone, email, social media, you know, saying, oh, I really wish that your service was out there when I had my loss a couple of years ago, you know, or if a few months ago, or, you know, I recently had my loss. Can you help me? I don't know what to do. And I feel numb. I just want someone to speak to that knows what I'm going through and someone to listen to. Um, and really from when we first started, it just, it really grew so fast. It did, after a year and a half, we then decided to, to register a charity, which is amazing. And, and that has, I think with the charity status, it's just given as, you know, more people think that we are, we're all still professional. We are reliable information sources that we can provide as well, which is really important. And over the last almost four years now, which will be in, in March next year when we have our anniversary. We now have two, three groups now, of course, online due to COVID, but usually in person each month. We've got 24 hours, seven days a week helpline, phone line we do where someone can speak to a missed volunteer they can. We've got pregnancy after loss support. So that's both going to two areas with that one. So when trying stops for some that are not able to carry to, to, to fall pregnant, and also for providing support for women who have fallen pregnant, maybe feeling a bit anxious following from their loss. And within each of those areas, we've got support packs for all the different, you know, for when they're pregnant to when they're trying to fall pregnant again. Um, and just really mm -hmm. providing as much support, advice, information in several different platforms, because we understand that everyone deals with loss in a very different way. Everyone deals with grief in a very different way. and no one can say, right, this is the right answer. This is the wrong answer. This is what you should be doing. Everyone just knows, individual knows themselves how and what can help them the most, the best. Mm -hmm. So giving them the option of whether it's an online group, whether it's speaking to someone on the phone or a text or an email, they then can decide what is best for them and how they would like to receive the support. Mm, very interesting. Yes. And so I'm wondering, so who are these volunteers? Uh, are they, for the most part, people who have experienced this in their life or is it completely different? How do you make sure that mm. they're trained, you know, to, to answer yeah. these mm -hmm. like very specific and difficult trauma? Yeah, so it, it was again, it was literally a couple of months when we, when we first started that I realised I couldn't do everything <laughs> within the, the group within this. Um, there were a lot of people that members, both male and female, that were looking for support. And that's when I felt like I need to reach out to the community, to the public to hear, to see, you know, can anyone help? help me volunteer and get involved and even if it was just an hour or two each week to have their help you know and their ideas and their values was really in skill set was really important so very quickly really we actually formed a, a chair secretary and treasurer Mm -hmm. Within a couple of months, we did. That's now grown um, into seven committee members, which is amazing. And then outside of the committee, we've also got another six volunteers that help as and when they're able to. And each of these volunteers and committee members um, have been chosen a mixture of that. Some have had losses and they just want to support some um, who would just like to help out with a charity and gain experience, perhaps. We've got a couple who, or one of them, sorry, who is uh, who works at the maternity hospital as well, mm -hmm. which is great because she sees it on both the clinical side and the non-clinical as well, and she can put input on that, which is really good. And we've got a mixture of experiences and skill sets, ones from HR, accounts, marketing, um, many different backgrounds. And I think 
really, really, to be honest, to having them all on the table together or on a Zoom call, maybe now more so, yes. they can really help grow and give as many ideas as they can to ensure that we provide the best service that we can for our MISS members. Right, yes, because I imagine that obviously if you've been through it, you are very much willing to, to understand the, the, the pain of the loss, but is it hard sometimes to, because I don't know how, because it's, it's a traumatic experience, right? So how do you manage to sort of like separate from what happened to you Is it sometimes so hard to think about it when you're trying to, to help someone else? Um, so I would, I would say definitely from, from when I've had my loss, uh, it has it changed me as a person. It definitely did. And if I'm honest, I don't think if I didn't have my loss, I, I probably wouldn't have gone on to to go and to miss because yes. when I was pregnant I just didn't know I did I you know I'd heard about it but I didn't know anything about miscarriage baby loss what can happen you know the the statistics of it I mean it's it, we, we spoke about it before it's one in four women which are likely to suffer miscarriage in a lifetime and it's a high number mm -hmm. but it's when you are speaking you know to your friends and your family it seems that every person knows of someone Yeah. whether it's in your workplace, your your community, your family, friends, they know someone who's gone through a loss. And that's why we feel that it's very important to to support them. And yes, when like, I'm very open with, with my experience because I feel if I'm open and talk about how I feel and the emotions and feelings that which I went through, it encourages others to then speak out and talk about how they feel. And I think for some members coming onto the, the groups or speaking on the phone, perhaps for the first time, it's a very, very difficult step to take that is because it is taking a step forward. It is, and you know, thinking, right, I'm having, a, this is what's happened to me. I'm having to deal with my loss or losses and I need to move forward and I need your help is what they're saying. They're admitting yes. that they need the help. So that's a huge step um, to say that. And that's why I really would like just to help as much as we can, myself and the volunteers, of course, um, as much as we can. And yeah, it can. Sometimes I, I do get a bit tearful when it comes to maybe an anniversary or milestone for my own loss. But I also know that there are many, many members out there that we have and also individuals, members of the public that don't know about this, that need support. And that's why I just, I put my feelings almost aside and just feel I'm just going to be open as much as I can, talk about how I felt, the coping strategies, which made me lead, lead me to move forward. And hopefully that can help someone else. Yes, for sure. No, I think it's it's very good what you do. And I think it's interesting to 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 understand your point of view on that. So thank you for, for sharing a bit more. Okay. I was wondering, because we touched on people's reaction and how sometimes it could be very helpful and sometimes it's almost detrimental, right? Like your friends, mm -hmm. family, or mm -hmm. even, I guess, colleagues or, you know, work yeah. support. Can you please give us, like, what is a good example, a bad example? How, if we know someone... Who's telling us they had the loss how should we react and how should we not react yeah i think it's, it's quite a difficult one to answer that because everyone deals with loss baby loss specifically in, in a, a very different way they do some people mm -hmm. some mums some dads it it just doesn't affect them you know they've maybe gone through the loss and after a few weeks they've gone back to work and they've just gone back to their normal lives and that's just them and that's okay 
to be like that, that's just their way of dealing with it. And maybe they might not remember, they might not have anniversaries or light a candle or anything. And of course, that's absolutely fine. There's others that maybe, you know, maybe it was a few years ago that they had a loss and they still really struggle. They do, you know, they have their anniversaries and milestones where they might light their candle or might say a few, a few quiet words to themselves. And it is, it's difficult because, like I said, every person, whether you're male or female, deals with loss in a very different way and it's really just trying to to help them the best that we can and to give them you know these are the potential these are the ideas the ways that you can what you could do to support yourself and how to move forward and um, with that as well mm. hope that answers your question okay. <laughs> yes yes so just be there for them mm, I guess don't ask too many questions right just Tell them that you're here. Yeah, I mean, really, we've, I think with, with family and, and friends and with work colleagues, they're, I think with family and family and friends, they think really, I mean, depending on how close you are to them as well, that, that they can say anything to you. And sometimes they just don't need to say anything at all. You know, even just giving just giving you a hug and I know obviously we're not quite allowed to do that now but in normal times mm -hmm. giving, giving you a virtual hug what we say an air hug as my children call it <laughs> they do mm -hmm. um you know sometimes just giving the hug and just saying it's okay I'm here to speak if you'd like to you know just get in touch with me at any time and I'm here for you sometimes just saying it keeping it really really simple can really help and you know maybe not saying you know oh, there's we have quite a few comments and um, from members that say from their parents from their family members friends oh it was you know you were very early you know you're only a few weeks um, and I had that myself I did I, you know you were only seven weeks you know you don't know what the baby looked like you know so you'll be fine you will go into I'm sure you'll fall pregnant again oh you're only 24 you know and I think when people when people say that they think well no because as soon as you see that positive on that pregnancy test you instantly you're a mum you're a dad you've got a baby coming and mm. you and I think especially as a female as well not all some people some some females they think ahead they do and they think all oh, about baby rooms how is it going to look what's the baby going to look what's baby names and their mind goes rattling on away it does and not maybe thinking maybe actually you know something could happen you know and it's just it's not being aware about it which is one of the big one of our biggest aims at MISS is to really raise awareness so that people are aware about it and they know it might happen but they also know the support that is there for them to provide for them as well hmm, i see yeah very interesting i think it's very valuable and so if a man or woman was experiencing a loss how can they basically just know what kind of support they need can they i don't know if if it's something that you know that you need to go to a group to talk about it or you need to do something else or you need your your friends and family to help how is it something that you know or is it something that sometimes takes some some time to figure out yeah I think I don't think it's something I think it takes time it really does and you know we've got some members who had their loss a couple of days ago like I had I had two ladies today got both messaged me and said I've had my loss a couple of weeks ago what support can you provide There's others, maybe it's maybe taken a few months to take to that step to say, mm -hmm. this is what I've gone through. Can you help me? And I think each person, they're they, they very much, you know, again, whether it's male or female, that deal with loss in a very different way. And 
basically just for us to try to explain as very many different platforms as we can. So whether it's your face-to-face, -face, whether it's online with your support groups, whether it's text messaging or WhatsApp, you know, it's very, very different for each person and what they most prefer as well. Some people, you know, we, we've got some members who have been on our monthly online support groups since March, April, and they don't have their video, they don't have the audio switched on, they don't want to say anything, they just want to listen. And I always get a message from them every time we have our support group saying how much that's helped them. Mm. They feel so relieved, they, they're so thankful for the group that, that we've got here. And I say, you know, I'm, I'm so glad that's helped. You know, whenever you can, you feel comfortable to just, you know, to, to to speak, you know, to talk about your experience, that's absolutely fine. But if you don't want to, that's okay too. And it's really just to, for each person to find their way of what's most best for them. So there isn't really the right way to say, you know, this is the way that might work for you. You know, and it, it doesn't matter what, what type of loss or how many weeks you were, everyone deals with it in a different way. And it's just really as a MIST team trying to explain without bombarding or giving overload of information to members when they're coming in, this is all the options that you have. This is what the support we can offer. And then you decide what's best for you. Mm, I like that. Yeah, I think it's it's very important to, to have many different ways of supporting people. And if they want to yeah, talk to others or just listen or talk mm -hmm. directly on a one-to-one. -one. Yeah, mm -hmm. very nice. And so... I think some of the points we will have talked about already, but why do you think it's important to raise awareness on miscarriages? Well, that's a very good question. So I think it's very, I believe it's very important to raise awareness about miscarriage because from, for many years, I believe it's a very, been a very taboo subject. So this is going back from when my nana, grandparents' age, you know, they're almost 90 now, when they had their loss, no one spoke about it, even more so than now. They didn't, you know, go back to family members who are mid-40s, 50s, same thing. No one speaks about it. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it has been really until the last really five years, I would say that people are starting to open up and talk about it more. And I think there's start, people are starting to realise as well. And I think that's because there is a lot now about mental health. There's a lot more about how journaling, talking about how you're feeling can really help with any experience that you've or traumatic experience, or maybe even just daily, how you're feeling can help, you know, to get out how you're feeling and what, what your emotions are. And mm -hmm. we, we have, you know, some really simple practices and exercises with our members, you know, if if they're having a particularly difficult day or they're very emotional, we say, right, have you tried writing it down? You know, just get a notepad and pen, write down exactly any thoughts which should come to your mind. They don't need to be full sentences, grammar, just write it all down. And the majority of them have always said to me, I feel so much better. I feel so relieved. I've just got it out of my system and I can carry on my day. I have done. And it's just, it's finding the right technique for you. And it could be, like I said, it could be journaling. It could be meditation could be acupuncture and I think it's just there are so many out there but it's trying to find the right one for you and that's certainly where we can help because it can be quite overwhelming I think mm. when you type into Google which is always a bad one to move to do I think a lot for whatever you do <laughs> oh, not just miscarriage but for anything to be fair mm -hmm. that it can come up with an overload of information and answers and some reliable some not so reliable um, and that's certainly where we can help is you know trying to signpost trying to um, offer the right best option for yourself or partner as well of course mm, yes yes and it takes time to figure it out and I think that 
it can be tough at first to to try a few options and it doesn't work but just like well, I think that once you find the thing that works yeah. then you can really stick with it and you you also get better at it right because it's the same for example meditation mm-hmm. it takes mm-hmm. more than one time absolutely absolutely and I think it's it's having that encouragement to to keep on going and keep, and keep continue with it because we, you know we I quite often have with the journaling as a good example I hear quite often with members I'll explain it to them and explain a little bit more about what they should do and the best techniques for it and the majority of them always say to me I've only got two three sentences that's all I have I don't have anything and I'll say that's okay that's better than nothing you know you started something mm-hmm. a couple of weeks time they'll be writing two three pages they will be so it's just consistently keeping going with it each time and almost like not trying too many different platforms or too many different ideas and ways because you then you you haven't got your heart in one basically and you can't give it your full focus so just even trying one or two ideas or ways or coping strategies can really help and focus on them and keep it consistent as much as you can and of course again that's where we can help because we'll check in and say you know of course not pestering or that but checking and say you know how are you today you know did you do your journaling how did you find it and just trying to encourage them as much as we can in a positive way hmm. yes very interesting yes of course that makes sense and I guess it's, it's very helpful as well because it's something that they can do every day and absolutely yeah. I think it gives them focus as well because if they know well Abby's going to message me tonight saying how to get my journaling that will give them a bit more of encouragement to think actually I better go and do it because I know she's going to ask and you know it's good encouragement for them as well mm. definitely yeah for sure it's good that you you take the time to follow up and like really be mm-hmm. there and it must be also tough because you have a lot of members as well <laughs> Uh, yeah we, we have just over 1500 members now so yeah it's uh it's pretty uh, and that is of course you know that's split between groups one-to-ones phone lines social media but yeah and it is growing daily I would probably say but that's why we have a great team of volunteers that certainly help us so very thankful to them well that's good good job really it's it's amazing <laughs> and so is there any advice that you would like to share I would I would say first of all you know, if you're listening and you have gone through a loss, that I'm very sorry, first of all, and that we can admit, we can support you in any way. So you don't necessarily have to be in Scotland. You could be, we have got members actually in Italy and Australia, and it's brilliant this online that everyone has adapted so much more in the last few months that, you know, we're able to meet with you virtually we can do we can meet with you on zoom we can speak to you on whatsapp messages there are so many different options now that we can meet so it doesn't matter where you stay timed zones you know i've been up at four in the morning to speak with a member i don't mind it you know it's just it's one of those that like i'm, I'm happy to provide and to provide support for yourself so i would definitely say first of all please do not feel that you're alone we are here to support you at from miss with our team and there are so many other people that are going through similar as well. And, mm. you know, if you have any questions, please do get in touch with us. You'll find us on our webpage, which is www.miscarriageinfosubservice.co.uk. And the link will be in the description so that it's easy to <laughs> If you didn't catch that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've also got our phone line as well, which is available 24 hours, seven days a week includes all of the holidays so like our Christmas season which is coming up now can be a difficult time for some you know we're open to speak on Christmas day message phone call and the number again will be will be added onto the links there but it's mm-hmm. 07808 638 428 
And you can also find us on all of our social media pages, such Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well. But I would definitely say, you know, please do not feel alone going through this experience or experiences. You know, um, there are a lot of other people that are going through similar and we'd love to, to provide as much support as we can for you too. Mm. Thank you for having me, Julie. No, really thank you, Abby. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> thank you very much. Take care. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to share if you think it might be helpful to someone you know. If you enjoyed this episode, then please make sure to write a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and subscribe if you haven't already. That's it for me. See you soon with the next episode. And in the meantime, have a lovely day. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.